This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Mariner's Pod. Thanks for being back once again. As We have a lot to get to in this edition of Mariner's Pod. A rainy day in Chicago. We'll see what happens later today. We'll talk about that coming up. But we're going to talk about the game last night, game one of the series, where the White Sox won 3-2. to two. I don't think that's the biggest takeaway from the game. It's certainly big picture, as Matt Brash was... <laughs> he was something special last night. Boy, just filthy. Between the curveball, the slider, the heater as well, there was a lot to love about that start against the White Sox, his major league debut, and he did not seem phased by the big crowd, the home opener, the powerful White Sox lineup, as he just mowed down one hitter after another. The windup and the one-two pitch, and a swing, and a miss, and a pitch in the dirt for strike three. Went after a slider, and Matt Brash has his first strikeout in the big leagues. Welcome to the show, kid. Strikes on Luis Robert for the second out here in the bottom of the first inning. What a pitch. Here's the windup and the 2-2 pitch. Swing and a miss and a slider in the dirt for strike three. Torrens knocks it down, throws the first, and that's going to retire the side. And how about that for the kid, Matt Brash. A couple of strikeouts, a 1-2-3 scoreless. Bottom of the first inning and Brash's Major League debut. What a start for Matt Brash. For Matt Brash, five strikeouts along the way. The windup in the 2-2 and a swing and a miss for strike three. A pitch in the dirt for strike three. The ball is knocked down by Terenza. Throw to first to complete the strikeout. Number six for Reese McGuire. And holy smokes, what a performance by Matt Brash. Final line, five and a third, four hits, two runs earned, one walk, six strikeouts. Uh, gave up. What ended up being the tie-breaking home run in the sixth inning to Robert, an opposite field shot. No shame there. Robert, one of the great power hitters in the game, certainly. But, man, there was a lot to love about what Brash did. It was interesting as the start played out because StatCast could not differentiate between his slider and his curveball. It actually put uh, everything into the curveball category as we kind of peruse StatCast today, they've sorted it out. And at the end of the day, he ended up throwing 34 seamers in the game at an average of 96 miles per hour. He threw 29 curves. He got four strikeouts on the curveball. He threw 22 sliders. He got a couple more strikeouts on the slider as well. One of the home runs off of the slider through mixing four changeups as well at the same time, but just sick stuff. I know if you perused uh, Twitter all, just <laughs> the Matt Brash love nationally, just from the filth, was something. It was unbelievable. It was so fun to watch. Here's what Matt said after the game. Kind of my game plan every time is just attack these hitters. I was trying to get ahead early with off-speed and fastball, and I thought I did a really good job of that. But, yeah, man, I was just 
just going attacking, treating them like anybody else, and just kind of doing my thing. Was it hard to get a little? I saw you blowing on your hands quite a bit. Was it hard to get a grip of the baseball? The wind was blowing pretty good and everything like that. I mean, yeah. Usually when it's colder out, I'm not sweating as much. It's a little harder to get a grip on the ball. But I mean, I'm I'm kind of fidgety on the mound, so I'm just trying to get a better grip on there. But I mean, my grip was fine. I felt really good out there. Yeah. How much did you know from the scouting report about those hitters over there? It's a pretty good lineup, obviously. I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't do a lot of scouting report stuff. I feel like I kind of have like my my first like game plan. I kind of stick with that for whatever hitter it is. And I kind of just throw my best pitch and the most often and just attack hitters. So I mean, I didn't try to do anything special or anything like that. I kind of just did my own thing. After you went through the, the lineup the first time, do you feel like that they started? feel like they knew something about you and- I mean yeah they knew I feel like they're like very aware that I was throwing a lot of off-seat pitches and stuff so um, I definitely started mixing more fastballs especially early they're kind of just taking them so um, I made that adjustment to throw more fastballs but um, yeah man I, I was just kind of doing my thing I, I like throw my my best pitches on my off-seat pitches so I was throwing them a lot but I was just trying to keep them off balance for sure. the, the breaking ball been so sharp. was that the one the, the homer was that just one of the few that actually stayed kind of middle yeah I mean that was just a slider that I got too much of the plate with kind of I mean um, he's obviously a really good hitter and he got one of them and going to happen but yeah it was just a slider I got too much of the plate did it I mean you had the long break for the festivities and everything like yeah. that did you did you did you feel like the game slowed down immediately or did it feel fast or did yeah you out? no I mean I felt fine I've, I I a lot of people ask me if I was nervous and all that I mean like pre-game like on the bus right here I'm a little jittery like butterflies obviously but once I get out on the mound and like pre-game and all that stuff I'm I'm pretty relaxed and once I got on the mound I felt great so it was good. They flew you here early the night before. Did you sleep last night though? Yeah, or? no, I got I got a really great uh, night of sleep. So that was awesome that they did that for me. But um, I was just really excited to get this first one out of the way. Was it nice you get the home run and you've got a small lead, but at least mm-hmm. you've got a lead and you're not in a hole right away in the first couple of innings? I mean, yeah, I, I I was just attacking those hitters. I feel like I wasn't too worried about the score. Like I was just going to go do my thing and try to get ahead of these hitters because obviously um, if you fall behind, they have a lot of power on their team. So I was just trying to attack them, get ahead, and um, put them with my off-speed pitches, and I thought I did a good job of that. That cast can't figure out what you're throwing off yeah. speed-wise. So, like, yeah. what what was the, what are the percentages you threw today? Uh, like a fast or curveball, knuckle, curveball slider. And... I threw a lot. I threw more curveballs and sliders today, but I mean, not that many more. Like okay. a lot of my strikeouts were on first two strikeouts were on sliders, I think, and then other than that, it was mostly curveballs. It was really sharp today, and they weren't picking up very well. So I was throwing a lot, but I mean, I was mixing them both for sure. I threw a lot of both of them. So how do we differentiate? I mean, like, yeah, is it like is it the velocity that different, or is it curveballs a little slower? Sliders usually mid eighties. Curveballs like lower eighties. It was a little harder today. It was like eighty three for the most part, but I mean, curveballs got more depth. It's kind of like more twelve sixty, and slider usually um, a little more sweepy. That's just how. I feel like you can tell the difference. They are very similar, but when you go and look at the numbers, they're, they're different. Yeah. Obviously, like your family was here today. You know, what did it mean to have them behind you in your first MLB start? Um, I mean, yeah, that, that means everything to me. They don't get to watch me pitch very often just being from Canada. So having them out here and all the support, and I had a lot of friends from my hometown, a lot of friends from college here, and just everybody that's kind of been along with me for the ride was here, and it's just really special to share that with them. How do you feel after your first start? Um, I mean, I, I feel I feel good, man. I um, I competed, and I feel like I showed what I got and stuff. And I'm just I'm ready to get back out there. Really, it was it was a lot of fun out there, obviously. Cool moment too, as we were kind of wrapping up after the ball game. He was standing there, talking. He had a ton of friends and family there at the ballpark, and he was just off to the dugout, still in uniform, and just talking to friends and family. 
it just must be the greatest feeling in the world. I mean, obviously he would have loved to have the Mariners come back and get the win in that one, but to pitch so well in the Major League debut and his journey, something special. We had a long conversation last season with Matt Brash. If you missed any of that, I'm going to tag the very end of this podcast with the Brash conversation. If if you heard it, great. If you missed it, then instead of referring you back to an older podcast, I'm just going to tack it on at the end of this one. It's it's really great. It gives us a story, and it's a very interesting story as well. I think you'll enjoy it. So that comes up uh, at the very end of this one. In the meantime, here's what Scott Service said after the game about Brash and how it, things ended up. Storyline for today was what an effort by Matt Brash. Uh, first major league outing and to go out against a high caliber, big, high powered offense that the White Sox got. And then the way he commanded the strike zone, just in total control of the game. Um, really excited for him. Um, <laughs> there was no shake or, or nerves and he was very calm and just uh, super excited with the way he handled things today and how he threw the ball. And our team, we really competed our tail off. You know, we had a lot of chances that we hit some balls really hard today that, that didn't fall in for us. And still we had, you know, plenty of chances uh, late in the game. Uh, got a couple big hits, but not, not quite enough. But uh, really good ball game, uh, well-pitched game. Uh, you know, a couple walks hurt us there by Diego in the eighth. But uh, overall, it's the storyline is his Matt Brash, and what an effort. Uh, really, really happy for him. How many looks did you sneak at him in the dugout and in between innings? You know, uh, before the game, you know, the, the, the pregame ceremony was extremely long. <laughs> uh, you know, but for him to handle that in his first major league start uh, was awesome. And I just said, hey, you know, go out and pitch like your, your young kid pitching in Canada today. And he looked at me and I got this before he ever took the mound. And he did have it. So great outing by him. Uh, really excited about where that's going to lead and the confidence that will help. Uh, for him going forward. Scott, from the first day, from the first start of spring, he just went out there and went after the guys, said, here's my stuff. He never really let off that gas, but I mean, did you, he probably didn't expect any less, did you? No, he's, he's been very impressive from day one. And I talked about his competitiveness and it's just a, you know, he's got a calmness about him. He knows his stuff is really good. Uh, it did not fall, you know, back off late in the game. It's still 96, 97 miles an hour. And, you know, the breaking ball is, is an elite pitch. So uh, uh, he's going to continue to learn, but, you know, should be a big, like I said, big boost to his confidence. How he uses that breaking ball? Is it a matter of getting into the game and just having the feel for what he's going to do with that or which one? Oh, I think he just comes out firing just... it. I mean, you saw right from the get-go that he's not holding anything back in the first inning. That's his pitch. He goes to it early, often, uh, you know, behind the count. He'll throw for the strikeout later in the count. Um, and he really had great feel for it today. You could see it. He was really commanding it. You know, he made a couple mistakes, but uh, overall it was just an awesome outing. I mean, with six punch outs and goes deep in the ball game as he did, very minimal pitches, so it was, it was great to see. Going that deep, what did you want for him to go back out there? Why, why do you allow Well, him? I just thought he was, he was in control uh, of the game. His stuff was so good. Uh, you know, he's probably, like I said, 80 to 90 pitches. He was at 74, 75. Uh, felt good about him going out there. And he was he got the first guy out. He just left the ball up to Robert, and, and he made him pay for it. Okay, yesterday he didn't have a ton of hard hit balls, but today he hit a bunch hard. Robert makes the catch right up against the fence. I mean, that kind of changed a lot there because you get two runs probably from right there. It did. I thought our best today um, for most of the guys were really good. We did square a lot of balls up. You know, Winks won the bat very good today. Um, you know, Suarez, big home run to get us going, and another nice single. So definitely some positives there. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. 
starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Unfortunately, the Mariners, they put one on the board in the ninth, couldn't come back and get the win. White Sox take the game 3-2, to two, so they take game one of the series. I have no idea what's going to happen today. Game two scheduled on Wednesday. It is raining pretty good right now as I record this. Uh, we're expecting rain through the course of the day. Uh, it's really going to hit about 2 p.m. and just roll on through the night. So tomorrow's a good day weather-wise. So tomorrow looks good. There's a chance we could see a doubleheader tomorrow. I don't know. Maybe we'll play through today. I guess we'll just have to find out. We'll see as we move through the night. We do know that Robbie Ray and Logan Gilbert will get the starts for the final two games whenever they are played coming up. So Mariners still a chance to take the series against the White Sox and still have a chance to come home with a winning road trip, which would be impressive after getting the split in Minnesota and then the series in Chicago. Not an easy way to start the season, so we'll see what happens the final two games. And here was our chat from last year with Matt Brash. We had a chance to start the conversation with just what a wild ride it has been this past calendar year. Yeah, I know it's been a roller coaster of a year, kind of. With uh, I was back in Canada in the off season or during the COVID um, situation, and baseball is not very big down there. So coming in this full year, I was super excited to pitch and obviously with the new club after being traded the Mariners in the off season, it's really excited to show them what I got. And I feel like I got a lot better since I was with the Padres during my draft year. So it's really excited to get this year going. And so far it's been great. It's just fun to play ball again. You mentioned growing up in Canada. So how did this baseball journey start for you? I mean, it's something just my parents put me into at first, like hockey's obviously the big sport where I'm from, but um, I never really got in that. I still can't really skate to this day. So, um, I was kind of thrown into baseball and started with T-ball and I had a good arm when I was younger. My parents just kind of kept me going through it and I fell in love with the game kind of thing. So you're the Canadian who can't skate. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's always funny. Everyone is always like, so you must be really good at hockey or you must love hockey and all this. I'm like, no, I can't skate. I'm like one of the only ones that can't growing up watching baseball who are you a fan of yeah i grew up watching the jays with my dad favorite pitcher growing up was roy holiday kind of i do my wind up i go over my head like he did and yeah i just grew up watching the jays we always had it on the tv you mentioned playing at niagara what brought you there it was actually i was in high school and i didn't have really any interest from any colleges or anything just because ball's not very big down there so i ended up going to this uh like a showcase event in Toronto, which is a couple hours from my hometown. And one of the coaches from Niagara saw me um, actually playing shortstop there. They didn't even see me pitch. They saw me throwing across the diamond and thought I had a good arm. And then mm. they invited me down for like a an event kind of to see if I could pitch. And after I threw there, they invited me to join the school kind of thing. So I got I got kind of lucky that the coach saw me at that showcase event. So at what point did you think professional baseball could be a path for you? I kind of knew like going into high school mm. that I had a chance just because I was a really small kid and I still threw pretty hard and had a good arm. And coming out of high school, I had some interest 
in the draft. Like I probably could have gone like in the later rounds. Mm. Um, but once I got into college and I started like throwing over 90 and stuff like that, I kind of knew it was, uh, an option if I like worked hard and kept my arm healthy and stuff like that. Well, first off, congrats on the promotion to Arkansas. And on paper, it looks like the transition has been easy, but how has the transition been for you? Yeah, I mean, at first I didn't know what to expect because obviously mm-hmm. it's better ball, but I mean, kind of just taking the same game plan as I had in high A to double A, just attacking hitters and throwing my stuff in the zone and usually good stuff happens. But I think it's been great. I, I feel really comfortable here in double A. Hasn't been any more nerve wracking or anything like that. I team's great. All the guys were super awesome when I got here and it's just been a lot of fun to compete against some really good ball players. A lot of Mariner fans have probably seen videos of you pitch, but I'm guessing the vast majority have never seen you pitch. So for the Mariners fans who have never seen you, how would you describe yourself as a pitcher? Ooh, I would say my stuff is kind of pretty electric like a high velo fastball and hard slider hard curveball i kind of just go right at the hitter i'm not really afraid to throw any pitch at any time and i just kind of attack hitters with everything i got and every pitch i give it my all kind of thing you talked about feeling like you've gotten better in what ways do you feel like you've improved as a pitcher I think my stuff's improved a lot this year. Obviously mm-hmm. my velo has gone up and um, my off speed pitches are breaking more than they did in college. And when I got drafted, but I think it's also just a confidence thing, like realizing that I belong here. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had success here now. So it's just like each outing I know like going in that if I just execute my pitches and do what um, I've practiced, good stuff's going to happen. And then it's also just learning my own pitch style. It's been really great here with the Mariners. They give you a lot of information about like how your pitches move, like what pitches mm-hmm. play best in certain counts and stuff. And I've never had that before. So it's kind of helped me learn like what pitches are most effective and uh, what counts and where my stuff plays best. And it's helped me um, have success. I think at this level, this is probably a tough question, but what do you think is your best pitch? I think my slider is my best pitch just like an out pitch, but I mean, my fastball is like my go-to. Um, if I need it, I'll throw it. But I think my slider overall has been my best pitch. And from all like the analytics and everything I've seen, it's got to be the slider. So it's amazing when you look around at the Arkansas rotation, of course, you and Hancock and Kirby and Williamson and Stout, you look at all the names, all the guys we've been hearing about all season long. Uh, when you look around at everyone in the rotation, everyone you're surrounded with day by day, what do you see? I mean, it's just a, a great group of guys. Like, obviously, the talent's there. Everybody knows that. But it's just um, since being in Everett at the beginning of the year, we've gotten really close, like the, the starting staff and just – really nice to see that everyone wants everyone to do good kind of thing. Like we all support each other. We all help each other with like pitches or shapes or what we saw during the outing. Everyone's just like happy to be there and happy to help each other. And it's just a lot of fun so far. Like everyone knows the talent is there like Emerson and Kirby and Williamson and Stout and all those guys. Like 
amazing pitchers. Like you're going to see them in the big league soon, but it's just like, it's everyone's great guys. And we're just like happy to be out there playing with each other. I mean, you've been surrounded by so many good players at Everett and Arkansas. Who was someone that Mariners fans should really be excited about that you've seen this year, been teammates with this year? That's a tough one. I would say, I mean, you could really pick any starting pitcher in Arkansas right now. Like obviously Brandon Williamson, I've been roommates with him kind of all year and what he did in high, I've never seen before. Like he was just unhittable and he's carried in the double a too. So he's super fun to watch, but it's just really anybody. It's kind of fun because each pitcher is unique. Like each pitcher is kind of has their own way of throwing and their own way of pitching and just fun. Like each, each day to, you know, you have a really cool, good pitcher starting. It's just fun to watch. Now you mentioned the uptick in velo and that just doesn't automatically happen. It takes work to make that happen. So what do you do? What is your work like to improve on your stuff? I think for me, it's just maturing in my body. Mm. Um, I've always been kind of like a smaller, skinnier kid. So each year, a big focus has just been putting on weight and putting on strength. And I think uh, last year with COVID, I finally like went all in on gaining weight. So again, like 15 to 20 pounds um, of good weight. And I got my arm in right shape. I feel like in college and um, before that, I wouldn't throw very much. I kind of just throw like all my starts on throw during the week. But this past like year and a half, I've been consistently like throwing program, like almost every day, like long toss, just all that combined with the gain strength, I think has seen my, my velo up uptick for sure. Last year was such a strange year, clearly for everyone, but there was no competition last year. You didn't play competitive baseball last year. Given all the success that you've had this year, have you even surprised yourself? Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely happy with how I've performed at the beginning of the year. Um, I feel like I was a little off, like just missing that full year of pitching. It's just mm-hmm. like I knew my stuff was way better than it was, but like I feel like my like pitchability and thinking as a pitcher on the mound was a little off. Like I was a little wild. I was walking a lot of guys, which – like, that's not me. Like I've always been kind of like a command guy. So, um, it definitely took me a little while in high eight to figure it out. But after like a handful of starts, I started getting more comfortable. And now I feel like I, I didn't miss last year. Like I feel like I'm back on track of where I was. Okay. So when you're not pitching and not playing baseball, what do you like to do? Pretty much just any regular guy. I, I like to play other sports, basketball, golf, play video games, hanging with friends and family. I mean, yeah, I'm pretty simple. I'm excited. I haven't seen my family in a long time, probably since like December. So I'm excited to see them. excited to see my friends soon. And um, yeah, just, just normal stuff. You mentioned playing hoops. Are you a big hoops fan? Are you a Raptors guy? Yeah, I actually, I grew up like all through high school, through everything. I played like competitive basketball along with baseball. So um Definitely love basketball, big Raptors fan, but uh, just in general, yeah, I, I feel like basketball was really important for me for my development in baseball too, just um, being like such an active and like athletic sport kind of thing. I, I definitely mm. miss playing it, but yeah, definitely a big basketball guy for sure. 
Have you always been a four pitch guy or has something developed since college? Um, I mean, in college, I was a three pitch guy until my draft year, my junior year, mm. I learned a slider. Um, so that's probably my newest pitch. Mm. Um, and in college, it, it wasn't as good as it is now. I've definitely developed it, but right now I'd say I'm working on my, my changeup more than any other pitch. It seems to be falling behind a little bit, just like feel wise. I'm struggling to get in the zone, but it's, it's gotten a lot better as the year gets on. I'm, I'm pretty happy with where I'm at with my, my four pitch mix for sure. Okay. From afar. Uh, we've watched Julio and just the magnificent season he has had. What has it been like to be teammates with Julio? Well, we're actually locker mates, but uh, um, yeah, Julio Julio's a great guy. He's uh, obviously super talented, and he's just dude just works hard and loves to play ball. He's like loud, energetic, fun to have around, and he's just he's just really good at baseball, for sure. <laughs> he's just really good. That's all I can put it as. 